0: Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas, here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm flying solo today. Today's topic, we're talking about NFL Week 6, recapping Week 6, talking about Week 7, taking our picks accordingly. Pretty much a really fundamental week of football, if you ask me, from start to scratch, from start to beginning, beginning to end, uh, as they would say. But if you look at the week's events that occurred, there's a few really big surprising outcomes. But uh, I'll be remiss to not talk about all of them in this episode. So let's just dive right into it, shall we? Uh, obviously, Thursday night football started off with the Broncos and Chiefs. No surprise, really, on the Chiefs' victory. Uh, but the one thing that did surprise me is the score, nineteen to eight. That was a big score surprise there. Patrick Mahomes, three hundred six yards, one touchdown, one interception. Pretty much an outbreaking day or breakout day for Travis Kelsey with nine receptions, 124 yards. However, no touchdown for you fantasy football players out there. But if you go into the Sunday games, it really was uh, a tale of two cities, as they would say, as the good book would say. Is that the teams that stayed consistent, stayed consistent minus the few surprises, and the ones that were still terrible, stayed terrible. And I'll kind of go into that. As well here. So the first game obviously on Sunday was the Ravens and Titans. Uh, 8 a.m. from London. And that was basically a snooze fest of kickoff and kick punt and field goals. It was pretty much a done goner situation thing if you ask me. It wasn't really that interesting. Um, just a nothing burger of a game for early morning. But something worthwhile to watch at least in the morning when you're doing your taking making breakfast. Or waking up from the night's expectivities there but the falcons and the commanders game was kind of the the 12 o'clock game that kind of really started the action that you saw two teams that really arguably are not going to have high expectations but um howell doing an amazing job in washington never really heard of him until this year so obviously he's doing something right if i finally get to hear from him uh but 24 to 16 against the falcons uh, Ritter threw three interceptions. So surprising that score isn't higher is kind of the takeaway for me, um, for sure. The 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 Vikings and the Bears the divisional rivalry right there, very very good. Um, just worked out for itself and, and did everything we're supposed to. It just was a low scoring game. It was nineteen to thirteen, and just Vikings pulled away and won that one. Seahawks and Bengals. Uh, I would say there is more to meets the eye on this one. Um, 17-13 was the final score. The Bengals pulling it out in late, late situations here. For a utility quarterback or a journeyman quarterback to be doing this well, in an organization that arguably doesn't do well in these types of situations with second or third string quarterbacks, Seahawks are doing relatively well in the West and the NFC West Not saying they have a huge challenge. But if you look at that division, it's the 49ers division, obviously, but the the Seahawks can pull up a wild card here or keep it close to the best of their abilities. It's going to be interesting down the stretch for sure, based on their schedule and their strength of schedule, because they're going to be playing some really good quality talent. Geno Smith did a little bit of, um, just in my opinion, just a little bit of ball. Ball security was lacking in this department. Uh, gave up two interceptions. But the Bengals shut down the Seattle offense twice down the stretch here. And and that's obviously how they pulled out the victory there. The game of the week that arguably could be the most surprising game um, that went against the storylines and everything else was the, the 49ers and the Browns. 49ers arguably has the most highest of Octane offenses there is in the NFL. And for them to, to to even keep this game close against the Browns, who coming with an quarterback and a very, very large band of misfit toys, and and really If you ask me, it's one of those few things that you just go, what do we do? And in reality, what the Browns did was it kept kept it tight on Brock Purdy. They obviously blitzed a lot and showed a lot of defensive schemes that probably Purdy could not actively do things. But P.J. Walker for Cleveland also showed me, as well as a second-string quarterback, that he could do his thing. The running game, for sure, kept him involved in that game. Uh, with Cleveland but it, it it's to be expected. I mean, this guy is not an, the first string quarterback, he's not Deshaun Watson. But let's let's be let's be put a hat on a hat here. He's pretty much putting up the results without Deshaun. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Deshaun uh once he comes back from injury. But I I'll be remiss to say that it it is really staggeringly really just depressing to watch the 49ers keep this game even arguably close because you look at the line spreads on this and even the the quarter by quarter scoring it wasn't wasn't worth watching the fun games to watch really were the 330s and 430 games eastern time panthers dolphins the dolphins just keep on putting up points that that offensive side of the ball, that offensive is more octane thing. I think it's rivalry against the four, 49ers is is going to be interesting. I see the Dolphins. I know at the beginning of the year, I, I called the Dolphins is going to probably finish second or third in the division with the Jets being obviously were presumed to win the division because of Aaron Rodgers. But based on this offensive side of the ball, I'll be really stupid not to pick them for the AFC East uh, division. Colts. It was forty-two to twenty-one, by the way, and the Panthers have yet to win a game. Um, this tough, this tough situation there in the organization of Carolina. I don't, I don't see them doing anything exciting this year, and I hope they do, but I, I don't see that happening. The Colts and Jaguars, awesome, awesome divisional rivalry game. Um, if anyone, I know a lot of people don't pay attention to the AFC South, but this year, the last four or five years, the, the Jaguars have ever since they got rid of. Uh, Urban Meyer and just different coaching, obviously with Doug Peterson and just the overall just greatness. That is a lot of people hate the Jaguars because they always notoriously were like the four and 12 team and just getting draft picks and stacking them up. So the Colts unfortunately have an issue with Anthony Richardson on the injury list. He's actually opting out for a year ending shoulder shoulder injury, uh, shoulder surgery, excuse me. And so you're going to see Gardner Minshew who, He's a journeyman, but in this game, he showed that he was definitely not up to the speed of the NFL. Again, he threw one touchdown, three interceptions. Can't have that in the NFL. Um, The offensive side of the ball is definitely there with, with what the Colts have. It's just a matter of executing. And I think you're going to see a bounce back game in week seven for the Colts. Um, Once you have at least a week of uh, the scheme and, to kind of put add in what Gardner Minshew is known to do. I think they're going to have better results here. CJ Stroud and the Texans versus the saints as a Southern dude living in Texas. This is a fun game to watch because if you live in the South, especially in the Texas area, you have all three fandoms here. Okay. You have the saints, you have the Houston Texans, you have the Dallas Cowboys. And then if you go out to the, the West, you have the Arizona Cardinals, um, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys kingdom here is definitely there, but it's always fun to watch this kind of matchup. The division, not really in division, but just a really fun regional rivalry. That's always stayed really, really good. Uh, CJ Stroud did a really good job. of uh, Ball security beat Derek Carr. Uh, so it's 20 to 13 there. And in the previous game Jaguars basically pulled it out by almost three touchdowns. So I don't think it's ever in question that the Jaguars are definitely going to be able to perform down the stretch. AFC South is going to be competitive. Um, but I think the Jaguars are still the team to beat in that situation. So, unfortunately, the next game I have to talk about is the game of my fandom, uh, which is the New England Patriots and the Raiders. And as difficult as this game is, the storyline from this game was Jimmy Garoppolo left with a back injury and a lot of experts New England Patriots players getting playing time that are making them pay for either letting them go or going to another team. Brian Hoyer, who's been the backup for arguably every single quarterback in the new England system played and just beat the lights out of the defense. Obviously he's always been a backup quarterback in new England. So he obviously knows defensive schemes, not taking that away from his play. He definitely did a nice job. Um, but there's definitely a call to boot. The boo birds are definitely out in new England for sure. They need to get their their act together. And we're a one and five going into week six here. We, we really need to win some games here. And, and it's really sad if you ask me that we don't at least become like a, a 500 team, but I don't see that happening. I see maybe a nine and maybe a seven and nine or seven and 10. I mean, at this point, it depends. Um, we got ten weeks left to go. Almost the Cardinals and the Rams. Very much not much of a takeaway there. Cooper Cup obviously made his return from injury. Uh, seven receptions, one forty-eight, one touchdown. Obviously for you fantasy football players out there, really exciting to see Cooper Cup return to the field and obviously scores and some well-needed points for some of your lineups. Uh, Cardinals are still in tank mode up until Kyler Murray comes back, which I don't see that. I don't see any rush for him to come back. Josh Dobbs. He's doing his thing. He just plays for an inferior organization. And it's sad to see that. But uh, another fun game, the score of that was 26 to nine, by the way. And, and another thing, the fun the, I would say the fun game for fandom reasons, if you're a fan, is watching this game of the Northeast, the Eagles and the Jets. Okay. I cannot explain in, in more words than this that it's, it's a bragging right. Because... As of late, the Philadelphia Eagles has taken over as the largest New England or New Northeastern market. when it comes to sports teams, right now, obviously the Philadelphia Phillies are in the Major League Baseball playoffs in the NLCS. The Eagles have won a Super Bowl in the past. Your New York, the New York regional market, or the Northeastern, even that Seaboard, Boston used to take over that with their their results every year uh, with the Patriots and the Giants. Obviously, will take over New York, and the Eagles have done a really good job. And this game was pretty interesting to watch, but the Jets pulled out a victory here, um, and they won twenty to fourteen, which is really cool to see. Because the, the uncharacteristic thing that you see from Jalen Hurts was he had three interceptions here. So you would take away those three interceptions, the game would look completely different. And I hope you know down the road it's the Eagles. The Eagles are probably one of the top teams in the NFC. So, what? What? Hopefully, we see something different down the line. Um, game, another game: Lions versus Buccaneers. I, I kind of laugh at this, but um, all right, fun game to watch. Lions are definitely a team to and you enjoy watching. It's not like a game where a lot of fans would remember this for things, but you would literally not enjoy it. You know, it's it's on the eleven o'clock game on, on, on Thanksgiving Day with your family waiting for them to show up before you eat. And then the the, tight, and the Lions are down by like three touchdowns, right? Not the case anymore. They're 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 putting a spanking on some teams. So the score of that game was 20 to 6 against the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield not playing up to snuff. And, and just definitely not a good game for the Buccaneers. And I I'm really not saying I'm surprised when we got Todd Bowles, who I, I'm not a confident. Todd Bowles guy when it comes to that, but he's, he's going to do his thing, right? But the Sunday night game was pretty interesting because it's the, it's the, it's the game of New York. It's literally the Buffalo Beals, the Bills, and the giants and the blue men. And the game was probably the most lowest scoring game ever. It was nine. It was nine, nothing. The giants up until up until of like the last half of the fourth quarter. So Buffalo Bills come back and squeeze that one out. Just the back and forth. Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones is out, obviously, with a neck injury. Barkley put out of the performance. Stefan Diggs put out of performance. So you see some serious changes in that situation. Um, but I'll be remiss, man. That was actually probably a fun game to watch for a Northeastern kid to watch and enjoy. The Monday night game, in my view, wasn't anything less to be expected. It's a mediocre Cowboys playing against the Chargers and they won by three points. If they arguably say that the the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFC, that should have been an ass whooping. And I'm sorry to say this is is they should have won by at least ten. So and that's just me being a fan there. But that's just the outlook of what happened in week seven. I'll be really surprised here week seven or week six, I'm sorry, that was week six outlook. Week seven is going to be pretty interesting because Thursday night, the, tonight, as the day of this recording on the 19th, we got the Jaguars versus the Saints. And home in New Orleans. Minus two right now for New Orleans is the line. I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. Um, I, I'm definitely going to pick the Jags here uh, if I could with the points. Minus two, that's really not much. It's kind of a pick Over Over-unders, 40 and a half. I could see them breaking that. That's a reasonable pick. Definitely gotta be be smart there. Might do some same game parlays if you're a sports better out there. You gotta keep in mind. Uh NTN and uh, you got some really good receivers out there in uh, in New Orleans. So you might be able to do that, tag it around. Just gotta be careful, guys. Careful on the sports betting. Just be smart about them. Don't be too stupid. All right, here we go. Raiders and Bears. I'm gonna pick the Raiders minus three three point favorites. I know it's three points, but I could foresee that being more like 10. Uh, in Chicago, uh, it's supposed to be a tropical 55 degrees in Chicago on Sunday. Browns versus the Colts. Browns are two and a half point under uh, favorites uh, with an over under of 40. I'm going to go with the Browns. Browns, definitely, I can see them winning that game. Um, it's going to be a close one, but it but covered the points for sure. Minus minus three to I'll, I'll take I'll answer it. I'll, I'll keep the points minus two and a half to Cleveland. Uh, the Bills and the Patriots. I'm sorry to say this. I'm giving the plus eight and a half to the Patriots here. I think this game is going to be closer than you think. Um, I think Bill Belichick has a chip on his shoulder. I still think the Patriots are going to lose this game, but I don't think if they're going to win by. They're, I don't think the Bills are going to win by eight and a half. And uh, I'm just not trying to take anything away from the, the Buffalo Bills here, but I, I don't see them winning by eight and a half. I definitely go the under. Um, I see more like a thirteen to ten or fourteen to. 10 type of game or 17 to 17, 14 type of deal. Uh, the commanders and giants, Washington commanders are two and a half points favorites against the giants. I I can definitely see that. That's going to be a, I, it's an easy commander's pick in my view. Uh, the Falcons and Buccaneers, good divisional rivalry matchup, uh, for 12 o'clock matchup. Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite. I don't see that, especially even if you include the fact that Tampa Bay is at home. Um. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give Tampa Bay two and a half there. I, I definitely take the over first. It's thirty-seven. So, um, the the, the hard game pick the, of the week are these next two, um, because the Lions and the Ravens. They're saying Baltimore's a three-point favorite. I, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna go plus three to the Lions here. And a 42-and-a-half is, I, I see doable. I mean, I, I I could see that. I could see them scoring about three touchdowns apiece, um, maybe more. So, I, I I it's definitely an over-under type weekend, for sure, for sports betting. This game is probably the hardest game to pick of the week. Steelers and Rams. Um, Rams are a three-point favorite. I'm going to pick the Steelers here. I'm not saying that the Rams can't beat the Steelers. I just don't like the plus the minus three points to the Rams here. I know they're at home in Englewood, SoFi Stadium, but I don't nah, I think the the Steelers coming off a bye week are pretty deadly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say plus three points to the Steelers. Cardinals and Cardinals and Seahawks. Uh it's minus eight points to the Seahawks. I'm gonna bow out to this and say it's possible. Minus eight, but I, I'm not. I don't like that. I don't like that high spread. I wouldn't pick them. I wouldn't pick that game of if, if you're betting on it. Uh, Packers and Broncos, it's a pick'em virtually. It's in it's it's in It's in uh, mile high. I'll, I'll pick the Packers there. Um, Packers are played well. I just I hope they play better than the Broncos there. It's a pick'em virtually. Minus one. It's only a one point favorite. It's a virtually a pick'em. You know so. It's a matter of how much juice that the books have on it. Uh, the, this game this game right here at 3.30 is the, probably the game of the week minus the next game. These next two games are pretty crucial for 3.30. Or I'm sorry, for 3.25 or 4.30, and then you have the Sunday night game. Uh, the Chargers and Chiefs. Chiefs are a 5.5-point favorite. I can foresee that for sure. Um, I would pick the Chiefs there, minus 5.5. I can see them winning by a touchdown against two and three team chargers. The over under being 48 is what concerns me. That's probably going to be more of an under depending on how much points they throw up the next game here. This is the cool pick of the week. if You ask me dolphins and Eagles. Philadelphia is a minus two and a half point favorite at home in Philadelphia. I think the dolphins go in there and beat their ass. And, uh, I'm gonna go. Pl- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm gonna pick the Dolphins there. The over-under, I'm gonna pick the over on that game. Because 51 and a half points, 52 points. That's three touchdowns apiece. And the way these guys play defense, these guys are high octane offenses, man. They're gonna be doing something cool. So there are gonna be some points being scored. Monday night football is the Niners and the Vikings. You have the Seattle, San Francisco 49ers, a seven-point favorite. Against the Vikings, I'm I'm not a confident one on that one. I'm going to give Vikings plus – I'm going to give them the points there, plus seven to the Vikings. I can see the Niners winning, but definitely not by seven, uh, the way they played. But those are my picks for the week, guys. I appreciate you listening. Uh, Hope everyone has a great weekend. If you're going to bet, bet smart. Choose all the good ones. Try to anyway. Be smart. Be smarter than the book. Have fun. Enjoy the weekend of all the college football games as well. Ohio State, Penn State as well as NASCAR coverage at Miami homestead feel free. This is the Yankee Cowboy signing off. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook.